1: Is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
0: Once in my heyday of cricket, one day I shall ever recall, I captured that glorious wicket, the greatest, the grandest of all. That is a poem by Arthur Conan Doyle, the creator of Sherlock Holmes. The wicket that he thought was the greatest and grandest of all was, well probably someone who wasn't far off that. He was W.G. Grace. Conan Doyle could play our game. He would end up with 10 first-class matches, averaging 19 in them at a time when that wasn't too bad a record for someone with the bat. He also wrote cricket fiction like his work The Story of Spedigoo's Dropper, The hero of that story is a lob bowler who helps England beat Australia in the decider of a five test series. And it was even inspired by his own dismissal in a lower level match where a lob bowler tossed one up very high and Conan Doyle knocked down his own stumps trying to keep it away. It was not the only weird thing that happened to him on a cricket field. During a first-class match against Kent in 1903, a William Bradley delivery hit Conan Doyle on the thigh. The impact splintered a matchbox in his pocket and set the matches ablaze. WG Grace apparently said, couldn't get you out, so they had to set you on fire. When Conan Doyle died, Wisden wrote an obituary. Although never a famous cricketer, he could hit hard and bowl slow with a puzzling fight. For MCC versus Cambridge here at Lords in 1899, he took seven wickets for 61 runs, and on the same ground two years later, he carried his bat for 32 against Leicestershire, who had Woodcock, Geeson, and King to bowl for them. In the Times of October 27, 1915, he was the author of an article called The Greatest of Cricketers, An Appreciation of Dr. Grace. It is said that Shacklock, a former Knots player, inspired him with his Christian name of the famous character Sherlock Holmes. What Wisdom wrote there is not actually true. However, the name of Sherlock did actually come from cricket. This is what Arthur Conan Doyle said about it. And as for Sherlock, well, years ago I made 30 runs against a bowler by the name of Sherlock, and I always had a kindly feeling for that name. But in 1907 at Lords, Conan Doyle opened the batting for the authors in a game versus the actors. If he could play, it was nothing compared to the former Elon captain who had the ball in his hand, who was already a famous actor and would go on to form the Hollywood Cricket Club. This is Double Century, the podcast on the history of cricket. This season, we want to visit some of the weirdest stories in our game. Cricket has a unique ability to meld itself into other cultures, even outside of sport and produce wild tales. So this season will include theatre, sausages, dogs, perhaps the most famous disability match ever played. But this episode is on Frankenstein's monster wicket keeping and cricket's greatest actor.
1: Price Picks will match your first deposit up to hundred dollars. Just visit pricetix.com/slash/play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at pricetix.com/slash/play100 for a first deposit match up to a hundred dollars. Price Picks daily fantasy sports made easy.
0: The reason that the authors and the actors played so regularly was because of Major Philip Trevor, the Daily Telegraph cricket correspondent, and his friend C. Aubrey Smith. In cricket, his nickname was Round the Corner Smith because his bowling action was so angled. And if you Google C. Aubrey Smith right now, the first thing you will come up with will not be a crick info page, but actually the IMDB page. His most notable film was Alfred Hitchcock's thriller, Rebecca, where he plays Colonel Julian, someone who, spoiler alert, knows Maxim killed Rebecca, but participates in the cover-up. Because Maxim was a gentleman, and that was the sort of characters that C.E.R. Smith quite often played, Up across English people with lovely mustaches. He was also in far less reputable films, but other famous ones like Tarzan, The Ape Man, which also had Johnny Weissmuller, a multiple Olympic gold medal winner. No film has ever had that level of great athleticism who were purely there for their acting. But before all this acting tomfoolery, Round the Corner Smith took 346 wickets at 22.34 in first-class cricket. And so in 1889, he went to South Africa as a tourist. Being that he was a gentleman, he was given the job of captaining the team when they played an important match. It was billed, however, as Major Wharton's 11 versus a South African 11 in Port Elizabeth, which is now known as Bertha. Smith brought himself on first change and completely destroyed the South African middle and tail. They only managed 84 runs. In the second inning, Smith got a couple more as the South Africans failed again. Major Wharton's 11-1 by 8 wickets. But of course, we have a different name for that team now. We call them England. And that match that round the corner Smith took his seven wickets in is now known as South Africa's first test and C Aubrey Smith's only test. But of course, at the time, no one thought they were playing a test match. It was only years later that this was made clear. And while that was undoubtedly a weak South African team, Smith could play. And so when the actors went up against him at Lords in 1907, it was, well, not much of a fair fight. Even if he was a long time removed from his glory as a first-class player, he was still really good with the ball. He did not dismiss Conan Doyle, but he did take the wicket of A.A. Milne, who was the creator of Winnie the Pooh and apparently was quite the fielder himself. P.G. Woodhouse also played in that game, but managed to be dismissed by someone else. And E.W. Hornung remained not out. He wrote a famous character called Raffles, who would also play cricket inside his books. But outside of Conan Doyle, the authors did struggle a little bit for good batting. Although years later, the only first-class cricketer to win a Nobel Prize was a man named Samuel Beckett. A left-hand batter and left-arm medium pace, who opened the batting and bowling in his second first-class game. Although his team got absolutely flogged by Northamptonshire. He would, of course, go on to be a lot more famous as a playwright than he ever was a cricketer. The 1907 team had a lot of actors who obviously performed on the stage, as cinema was still very much in its infancy at this point. But when Smith would move to Los Angeles later on in his career, he would set up the Hollywood Cricket Club. An entire episode on that alone is probably worth doing, but for now, these are some of the players. Douglas Fairbanks Jr., Errol Flynn, Cary Grant, Boris Karloff, David Niven, Lawrence Olivier and Basil Rathbone. Karloff himself was a great fan of cricket and he and Smith actually teamed up to teach people about the sport at UCLA and he played a lot for the Hollywood Cricket Club. And the thing I love most about Karloff playing cricket is that you could be playing a friendly midweek match and you go out to bat and behind the stumps is Frankenstein's monster. But back to that game at Laws. The authors set the actors 193, and the thespians chased that down easily. They actually batted on to 253 before, with Smith not out 15 at the close. They could have kept batting, but the game had to be stopped as the actors were due on stage that night. We still have celebrity cricket matches now, but we don't have famous actors who also played first-class cricket, let alone captain the England team anymore. Hugh Jackman, Daniel Radcliffe and Russell Clow are all very keen cricketers, but even Crow, who is related to an even more charismatic man, Martin and his brother Jeff, was not a first class level player. But it's good to know that these guys still occasionally do play some cricket games together. So there is a chance if you're ever playing a midweek game in California, you could have Wolverine bowling, Harry Potter keeping and Maximus barking the orders from mid on. Thanks for listening to Double Century. This podcast was made entirely possible by our supporters at Patreon. You can find the link in the show notes. Double Century is a podcast narrated, produced and co-written by me, Jared Kimber. Abhishek Mukherjee is the main writer and Nick McCorriston edits, mixes and co-produces the show. Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: Living a busy, full life? MitoQ is a science based cell health supplement that helps your cells generate renewable daily energy. Discover more at MitoQ.com. That's M I T O Q.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every goal,
0: every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar.